The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. What I want to re- do now, though, is return to a conversation that we started uh, way back at four o'clock, talking about way back in 1973. So. There's this a great body of work that has been compiled by the CSO Economic and Social Change in Ireland from 73 to 23 and it marks 50 years of membership of the European Union. Some of the stuff is kind of obvious, the inflation and earnings and the inflation in house prices, though they don't inflate in tandem. Our other stuff is, is kind of remarkable. You might know it in broad terms, but it's remarkable to see it. In 1973, when we joined the EU, one in four people were working in agriculture. One in four people were working in agriculture. Now it's only 4%, tiny, tiny portion of the population. The balance of trade and goods, I know this is a bit uh, wonkish, but just to give a sense of how the economy is transformed, we imported goods worth 340 million quid more than we exported back then. So we were importing more than we were exporting. Now our exports are worth 68 billion more than our imports. I mean, it's kind of, the, the, those numbers are so eye-altering, they're almost meaningless. They're so big. Anyway, uh, people who can make sense of them. Uh, John Kelleher, producer and former film censor, and Valerie Cox, the journalist and author. Um, John, 1970, paint a picture for me, Ireland in 1973. Well, I, I found it quite an exciting place because I was quite young. I was in my late 20s. I was... Uh, working in RTE, in television current affairs, and a lot was happening that year, a heck of a lot. Was, you know, there was a general election at the beginning of the year. There was all the Northern Ireland um, stuff that was that was going on. You know, the the, uh, the Northern Ireland Assembly was, was came into being in that year. The provosts were bombing in London. Uh, there was a, the Mountjoy prison escape, you know, all that, all that happened that, that year. Um, and as I think you mentioned earlier, the Fifth Amendment to the Constitution. Yeah, so there was. It, it's, it is funny, like that. It's not just membership of the EU, like in terms of an inflection point. Dev stepped down as president at the age of ninety. Like that's a kind of a big cultural. Uh, Another change. big cultural thing was that John Charles McQuaid died. That was the end of an era, if you think about it. John, another argument that I'm going to write this book that 1973 (laughs) is the birth of modern Ireland. I mean, you've given me more ammo. Um, Did you get a sense that you were kind of, that we were at an inflection point in society back then? It's hard sometimes when you're living through it. I think I thought, I think I, I think Earlier, even in the late sixties, you know, when I was in college and stuff, I think that seemed to be a more pivotal time. This is definitely a, a, a time of change, um, and then it kind of continued on into the seventies. But, like from my point of view, like as a movie buff, you know, two hundred movies were banned in the seventies. I was at my prime movie-going age, yeah, your twenties, and two hundred, which is not to refer at all to the ones that were massively cut. Like massively cut. Yeah, it's it's amazing now to think that so many movies that were available all around the world, like younger people listening, I don't think they have any appreciation for for, well, uh, to for what example, extent. Serpico came out in nineteen seventy three. Yeah. How many times have you seen that on television? That had thirty eight cuts in it. In 1973, Isn't it mad? like the last tango in Paris, last tango in Paris, I saw in London because you couldn't see it in Ireland. It wasn't even banned. It was wasn't even submitted. That that is gas. Um, we watched that in a college lecture. Uh, <laughs> actually, last tango in Paris. I think in a. Anyway, um, uh, Valerie Cox is with me as well, a journalist and author. Uh, Valerie, um, had, had you a sense of kind of a changing Ireland in 1973? 
Yeah, um, I think it was a very exciting time as well because we had this romantic idea of what Europe was and we weren't part of it. We didn't feel part of it. And, you know, there was very little travel then. Travel was so expensive. And this was a world which had given birth to Michelangelo and Van Gogh. We knew the Pope lived in his own little republic. We knew about Grace Kelly becoming a princess. We knew about the gondolas in Venice. And it was exciting. So when we joined the EC, we felt no longer that we were living on this bleak island off another bleak island. So we felt like we were part of Europe. And we, we always had felt that we were tethered to the UK. So it was good to feel loose and opinionated and to have these new horizons. And there was a feeling that we were approved of by the rest of the world. It was a bit like passing your leaving cert or driving. Uh, driving <laughs> um, but it was a very exciting year for me too because I met my husband and we got engaged in six weeks and we started making all the preparations for the wedding and we bought a house. And a four-bedroom house back then in Port Marnock was £9,750. And believe me, Kieran, the hardest bit was getting that £750 together. That was the deposit. And the worst bit of all was getting that last £50 together. We had terrible trouble with that. And we got married a year later. And I know we headed off um, for our honeymoon to Europe in a Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah. We went off for three weeks and 50 quid in our pockets. Well, that is, that is amazing because the highest price inflation is uh, the average house was about £9,000. So you were kind of paying bang on average. The average price yeah. today, obviously, is 318 But a four bed detached house in Port Marnock, I'd, I'd wager, is worth a bit more than 318 grand today. John, I would think we, so. we did. <laughs> 3,100 for a house in, maybe it was 1971 actually, so it was a little bit earlier, but 3,100 for a house in Portobello in Dublin. (laughs) And we were outbid and we couldn't go any higher. 3,200 it went for. That like that wouldn't even be a fraction of the deposit that you would need to bid on a house in Portobello now. And I know people get in touch and say, ah, but look, you know, inflation, it's hard to compare. Average wages um, have increased 21-fold. The average cost of a home has increased 35-fold. So, it, you know, just looking at that, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's kind of a statement of fact. It was that bit easier to get your hands uh, on a house in 1973. And what, what, what the CSO has tried to do as well, Valerie, is capture how much Ireland has changed. And I mentioned the kind of the 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 uh, um, importation and the exportation of goods and the number of people employed in agriculture, even baby names. They look at John and Mary, very popular in 1973. Jack and Emily, uh, the most popular now. Um, I mean, what, what stood out for you in terms of a kind of a, a figure or a statistic that has captured that change? Well, I think, you know, joining the EEC was amazing. Um, and suddenly things began to disappear, really, because people won't remember who haven't who weren't alive then. But we had loads of boreens around the country and the boreens had grass down the middle of them and they began to disappear. And of course, you know, things like dirty water weren't tolerated anymore. The sort of nostalgia for a thatched roof began to go. And people in those days used to, they had no television and they used to gather or just it was come, just coming in, really. People used to gather in their back gardens and um, to listen to the GAA finals on a portable radio 
Um, there was also an awful lot of mass emigration to our nearest neighbour. But I think the, a kind of idealism came in then as well, where we were a bit more concerned about the environment and there was a growing concern about poverty and what lay beyond Ireland, and maybe a consideration for people who are living on the opposite sides of the globe. But we were also terribly religious people. Um, we spent Holy Week down on our knees, whether we liked it or not. And when you were getting married back in those days, you had to go and do um, a premarital course, which was presided over by priests. And I know ours was in uh, Marion Square. And at one stage during the proceedings, I mean, it was terribly holy. Um, I remember asking about alternative methods of birth control. And I was thrown out of the course for that. <laughs> and my husband was told, Brian was told he could stay because he hadn't asked about artificial birth control. But he left in solidarity with me. And, you know, as adults, we were putting up with this. That was the kind of world it was. Yeah, it's 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 funny you mentioned poverty. We were the second poorest country in the EEC when we joined, I think, behind Greece. Andrews, after pointing out um, on, on the text line, um, I, I think if you're still getting married in a church, you still have to uh, do that pre-marriage course uh, with the priest. But was there a sense, John, that, you know, you mentioned John Charles McQuaid, it was the year he died and that we had the referendum. We removed the special position of the church from the Constitution that, you know, and and it kind of didn't disappear overnight and there was an awful legacy and there were still kind of scandals for, for years and years later, right up to the 90s. But was there a sense that that kind of the yoke of Catholic control was being thrown off? I think that might have been a little bit later. I okay. mean, I think one of the things that I remember really well, partly because we lived right beside a church, was the number of people, the mass goers. It was still huge. Like, yeah. you know, you couldn't park a car outside, you know. And the newspapers that used to be sold, like, you know, scores of different newspapers, British ones included, being sold outside churches. Now, that's something you never see now, haven't seen for a, a long, long time. And speaking of papers, there's another thing that's changed massively. The Sunday Press in 1973, guess what the circulation was? Oh, God, I don't know. Um, 400,000. It was not. Yes. 400,000. The yeah. population was oh. only 2.9 million. <laughs> the Sunday Press sold more than 400,000 copies. Incredible. The Irish press at its height was selling 200,000. God, the only, four, Times, only 400,000 was... people tune into the late, late these days. <laughs> That's an unfair dig, poor El Patrick. Um, <laughs> listen, if people want to read it in more detail, the Examiner have, have kind of done a, a lovely graphic as well and other papers carrying the detail as well. And you can find it all on the CSO's website, How Ireland Has Changed After 50 Years in the EU. Uh, John Gallagher, thank you very much. Uh, good to see you, John. And Valerie Cox as well, the journalist and author. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.